feeling now arriving hi you guys this is jerry don't play it's been a while since i recorded on the anchor app um this today is about like maybe the yeah the beginnings of my journey of my own spiritual journey where like in november i was having a hard time and just like my like finding the reasons why i was doing the things i was doing and this time i was like adding or looking for folks because looking for folks that would understand me or just like i couldn't find like close friends that would understand me and i felt like i needed to look out and i started adding people on facebook instagram and today who i have with me is claire who is a yoga instructor as well as a self-love uh, coach and i found her and i was shooting people just messages about like oh this is what i'm feeling or this is what i'm doing or i was even like doing pole dancing i don't know i was just like shooting random content just random stuff and then um eventually like we just connected through a message and here's claire hey claire how you doing happy fourth of july weekend hi happy fourth of july weekend yeah. thank you for having me Thank you. Uh, before this, we were just talking about what we were eating, and I love to eat. And you said you had some white mussels with the, like a white wine sauce, or that yeah. sounds really good. It's like it was so simple to make. I mean, I didn't make my boyfriend made it, but oh yeah, yeah. it like it tasted so fancy. I was like, this is like we can, we're gonna be saving a lot of money. Definitely. <laughs> this ourselves than going to a restaurant. <laughs> cool. Um. That's, that's like, sounds so good. Like, fries and mussels, I think it's, like, a really good uh, thing that I see in, like, a lot of Italian restaurants. But oh, <laughs> to the matter or, like, the story in hand is, like, um, yeah, like, how I found you. Um, I found you in the Asian uh, Asian Network or Asian Hustler Hustle Network. Yeah, A-H-N. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other folks, too, I found there. Like, there's just so many cool folks that are, like, doing things, whether it be um like on zoom or like on yoga and it's just like really genuine and i felt like this just connection of different folks that i've seen there and just been tapping in with and i feel like um there's some things that i didn't really understand and like words or phrases and then i was just like whoa you get this like i was just like i remember this point when i was by the park and i was just look, look staring at space and then i think i was just like yo I don't know. I think I was talking about frequencies and then I was just like, I'm looking at just concrete. And I think I mentioned this question. I don't know if you remember. I was just like, what does it mean when you like see stuff and then you can see like the, the wave particles or some shit in the air? Do you remember that? Yeah, I, you... I do. I don't remember <laughs> my answer, but I remember having that conversation with you. Yeah. I, I remember in particular, you were like, oh, that means you're like really looking you're that's the right way to look at it or something like that um that's what i recall uh about just staring into something like space and then seeing something for not just what it is but what it really is it's like i don't know these thoughts of duality but yeah um and then like i feel like you're really just open into like what i was saying or like when I was doing some my own deep work of like masculinity when I was like I was challenging my own masculinity femininity side of like doing like painting my nails or like going to pole dancing classes or going to like high heel classes with my friends and I felt like I don't know I felt like I met a lot of people and then uh you were one of the folks that were just 
accepting of like my story and what I was saying and what I was really about and like when I was feeling sad you would see it and then like how it would transition to like what I'm where I'm at right now yeah I mean I thought one thing that was so incredible about your journey was that openness to try out so many different things because you know you know this better than anyone as someone who has struggled with your masculinity that a lot of times masculinity means to be really restrictive to a very strict um idea or stereotype of what that even means so to see a man actually exploring things like pole dancing or like all the other incredible stuff that you were doing including opening your mind to spirituality was like an amazing thing to really behold and witness to because what what guy typically does that most of them mm -hmm. they they don't Mm. And it's like, it's such a shame because, you know, I think that there is a difference between masculinity and femininity, right? And I think mm. we all have varying degrees of it. And a lot of us, we don't take the time to really see how we react or how we respond or how we feel in certain like experiences. And so when we limit ourselves from not doing things that we are interested in because we're ashamed of being open about it or we're ashamed of the potential of enjoying it then i feel like you're you're harming yourself in a lot of ways because you're not being true to who you are you're not giving your inner voice you know the light to speak and you also don't get to like really explore and find out what it is that makes you feel alive and come alive or see what you are made of so that's something that i found really incredible just watching your journey just how openly you expressed your own exploration and trying to figure out what masculinity means to you. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Like, I feel like um, when I was writing some things, like, it takes one to reach one. Like, I feel like it really resonated with folks that it resonated with. And, like, that's what I really just needed. Like, I felt like I I was really searching for folks that would kind of just understand because I didn't really I didn't feel like I had that and like the years prior say I would when I would be depressed or whatnot I would suppress it and I would internalize certain things and feelings but then when I felt like I was just it's it's just expressing what I was feeling then like folks would reach out you know whether it be in social media like I, I felt like a lot of folks say homies or friends they'll be like yo man you need to cool and chill down on social media i'm like no nah, man like i feel the urge and i feel like compelled to like just speak out because there's something that i feel like there's value in what i'm saying and like if people are not gonna listen it's cool like they could tune me out they got the power to do that they got the power to filter like what i'm saying you know and then, like, a whole bunch of folks would reach out and tell me that, hey, I love you as my friend, but, like, I think some of your things are becoming triggering for me or whatnot. Or, like, you know, it's just, like, a whole bunch. It's a bunch. Of, it's a lot of things. And I'm like, well, I'm going through something, and I, I get that um, it's affecting you. But right now, this is what I need to, like, kind of vent. Or it's, like, my form of therapy. And then I found it very therapeutic to to like all these things like i feel like when i was looking it up at the time i didn't really know but i learned as i went on like spirituality and then like doing things physically and then just doing these physical and spiritual things was really healing like when i started going to like different 
places of church of worship like Buddhism or even like uh like I went to this herbalarius thing where like they used uh manifestation oils like I I when I was asked like what should I wish for what when I manifested I only wished for man- understanding I only wished for like support and like when I I went to this Buddhist temple and I lit an incense there they were like oh shoot that's that's actually that's what should be wished for not like a material item and like when I went to a Christian church for like I've been to a couple before I mean I was born Catholic but when I went I've been hearing like these phrases that hit me. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is this is like some pretty dope stuff. Like one thing that hit me the most was like um, to remain true to your values, because when you don't like they say that the Lord will come at you like a thief in the night. And I'm like, yo, is this what is happening to me? Like, is this why like I was losing like not being understood and then learning to just detach from my emotions of like being angry and frustrated by certain people's projections i was like oh maybe there's something that's frustrating them that i don't really have to react about and i could be reasonable about the way i react towards them like i don't even have to react maybe i could be proactive yeah yeah one thing that you know i actually encourage everyone to learn this this is something that i have been teaching when it comes to my own self-love coaching program and mm-hmm. i recommend that you look into this too mm-hmm. is actually learn about the eight limbs of yoga specifically the first two limbs of yoga so just to put this all in a nutshell because i don't want to bore your audience oh, like sure. the eight limbs of yoga is basically like a tree right you start from the bottom and you grow all the way upwards and it's like this methodology well it's, it's more like the philosophy of yoga and living a yogic life because mm-hmm. the ultimate goal of yoga it's not to get fit it's not to look good it's not to like have like the best yoga pants or the best yoga mat it's about obtaining samadhi which is enlightenment right and so you have eight limbs of yoga and i'm just going to take you through a few of them because for some reason my mind is blanking on like order of them no problem specifically yeah but like the first one the first limb are the roots right yeah this without the roots you can't grow the tree so this has to come first before everything. And it's the yamas. The yamas are basically like translated from um, Sanskrit. It's like the moral restrictions that you live by, right? So it's kind of like the guidelines to living your life. And then you have the niyamas, which is your um, your observances, the way you observe yourself and the way you observe the world. After that, you have asana, which is all the yoga poses and the exercises that we do. And from there you go into like, I forgot the order after that, but it's like breath work, meditation, concentration, all these things that lead up to samadhi where like you can meditate and be connected to everything and not focus on anything at the same time. So that's what the eight limbs are in a nutshell. Mm. And so for the first limb, right, the yamas, there are five yamas in there. And the first two, which is very applicable to like what you're talking about right now, is the first one nonviolence. Everything that proceeds nonviolence, this concept of nonviolence, is what creates yoga. You can't have yoga without nonviolence. And then after that is satya, which is truthfulness. And so these two concepts together serve as the base for everything that comes after it, living a liberated life, living a life of yoga and peace. And what all this means is like, how can you live with integrity? How can you live your truth 
causing as little harm as possible. And so a lot of times when you are experiencing certain things in your life, it brings up feelings of shame, right? Mm -hmm. It brings up feelings of grief. It brings feelings of joy. You know, all these things, you know, are a guide for you to come closer to your truth. And when it comes to, you know, your journey, you have a lot of people who have come to you saying, hey, like, you know, like, I love you, ma'am, but like what you're doing right now is making me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because there's a truth that they are not exploring there. There is something that's making them uncomfortable. And for them to understand themselves, the way they have been operating in the world, and also the reasons why certain blockages are in their life. Mm. It comes from understanding the things that makes you uncomfortable. It comes in understanding the things that you have been hiding from, the things that you have been denying, the things that you used your ego to protect yourself from mm. having to experience because you're too afraid to admit certain truths or face certain truths about yourself. And so what I see right now that you're trying to um, go through a healing journey and experience of satya, of pure truthfulness, of understanding the entire world and also understanding yourself. And it's very beautiful that you don't ask for you know, material things when you were at that. I don't remember where you were, but when you were oh, at yeah, the Buddhist temple. Right, you didn't... Yes, thank you. When you were at a Buddhist temple, you didn't ask for material things. You asked for guidance. You asked for understanding. You asked for more knowledge. And that's a very beautiful way that you are practicing satya in this moment. Hmm. Yo, like, that's, that's incredible. Like, I remember we were talking about this, and then I mentioned, like, that when I did this and I went to the Buddhist temple, like after a week later, what I wished for, like it was granted, like I went back to where I felt that misunderstanding was there, like was not, I was not being understood. Then I became understood. But like it was because I worked for it, like with, I wished for it, I manifested it. And I took little steps with people also around me to ask, like, how can I get this understanding that I need and like when I went there and I asked for I I went for gratitude this time around like the Buddhist monk was just like yo you should come back in like July and try out to be um try to become like a monk for like a week or something I was so confused I was like yo what does this mean and then I was like asking some of my friends and I, I remember like I also went back too because this during this time of just like really deep sadness like i had this dream where i felt like i i've never heard of it before but i was just listening to alan watts at night one night and then like all of a sudden when my laptop just died my head just like went into just like blank space of just nothingness and that was when i like kind of just like what is this like let me tap out and i went to this light bright white light and then later i was just like Psh! like i went tapped into back to this dark light and then it was just like in space and i was just like oh i see like nothing really matters whether it was like good or bad and then when we woke up the next morning i was like is my laptop really dead it was dead and then it was just i was thinking that yo nothing really matters except like my uplifting i mean my upbringing of like my values and it was like showed me that my ego doesn't really matter but it does matter because it saves and it like kind of prohibits me inhibits me and that's when i learned of like toxicity of like different things 
So I was just like so shook. And I Googled it. I was like, yo, what is this? What is this thing? And I was like, found it out like on Reddit about the void of like Eckhart. And I was just asking hella folk. And I don't know. I, I felt, I felt uplifted that what I experienced was not just something that I experienced, but there was other people that have felt similar things too. When I just share things. Yeah. Sharing is definitely important. I mean, at the end of the day, I know that not everyone truly believes this concept, but this is what I personally believe and what, you know, a lot of yoga teachers actually really teach. Mm -hmm. And it's the fact that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, which Mm -hmm. is why we have ego, because ego is linked to having a human experience. You know, you can't you can't have a human experience without ego, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because without it, then you would just have a completely 100% spiritual experience. And now what a spiritual experience is, is basically what you had when you were just connected to source. You were connected to all things. Nothing else really mattered because you you realize that you are just part of this one big collective. That there isn't a difference between you and another person because we're all basically connected into one being, one soul. Mm. And it's like, it's a very big thing for a person to experience because most of us don't really get to have those experiences where we can just tap out like that, where we can just finally feel this, um, this, this lightness, this, this liberation from basically the, the limitations of our human physical bodies and the limitations of our own understanding based on our human experiences. Hmm. Yeah. It, it definitely like it's a beautiful thing and when you say that like it remind it, it it reminds me of what other people have said and it brings me light to know that like this is something that is okay to experience because at that moment i was like what the hell is this i was spooked out of my mind i was like am i going crazy like what did i just feel like was i dreaming or was i like freaking like legit living in this time and like when i talk to people like i swear if i said this to somebody like my therapist or psychiatrist i feel like they would have said some some crazy ass shit but like when i shared it to people like you or like um, I feel like I shared it with like friends, but like they were a little bit more distant. They were like, "Ooh, like let me share something too." Like I, it was, it showed me the real litness, a legitness of vulnerability. Like when you share something of just being like, "Yo, this is what I feel," then it's like it made them okay to say what they experienced too. And I'm happy for all these things that I went through because it made me closer to folks that I would probably never have been as close to before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's this, um, there's, there's this other concept that I have been exploring when it comes to, you know, just like having, you know, your relationships with people, because there is, I think Deborah Adele, who actually wrote the book, Niyamas and Niyamas, like she mentioned this in her book where, you know, in order to live your truth, you need to follow the longing inside of you. Mm. And, the conflict that comes with that is that, you know, as a human, you have both the desire to belong and the desire to grow. And when you have that longing to grow, sometimes that means growing 
beyond and outside of the group that you want to belong to. It can actually get to the point where you completely leave the group altogether. And that can mm. be a very scary experience for people sometimes. Like, I think that, oh, she actually had a very beautiful example of that where in her personal life, um, you know, she was starting to understand and start to like take the take the whole concept of feminism in right mm -hmm. but her mother does not believe in feminism at all in fact feminism was like anti everything that she believed and mm. so she and her mother the whole topic of feminism was a very hard and heavy topic for the both of them has caused each of them a lot of grief and so a lot of times when we want to grow beyond ourselves follow our longing live in our truth sometimes like we end up in those situations where we suddenly find ourselves disagreeing with the people that we care about yes. and that we love and it sucks. But then that that's part of literally just growing and being who you genuinely authentically are mm -hmm. and even trying to become your highest self because not all of us wants to stay exactly who we are right now. We all have a inner longing. We all have a purpose. And the only way to really know what that purpose is, is by following that inner longing, that inner voice, that quietness, that, you know, that doesn't have fear. Because it's only the fears that are going to keep you behind that stops you from changing and becoming the person you want to be and having the life that you could have potentially had. And so when it came to Deborah Adele's situation with her mom, you know, like, it's... Because it's her mom, you know, you can't leave your mom behind, especially if you're close to them, right? So mm -hmm. you learn how to adapt to those situations. But at the end of the day, you know, the most important thing is you being the person that you are proud of being and you living by the beliefs that you have, whether or not they change from from when you were younger, or whether or not they don't change at all. It doesn't really matter because it's all a personal journey for you basically <laughs> thank you like that was me during my time of need in november like i noticed when i was being vulnerable a lot of my friends were just distancing themselves away from me and then i saw i found there was like a new tribe that were coming closer to me and then i was like whoa like this is a shift and it was hard to leave folks that i had around me for like numerous amounts of years but it was my values that were shifting and my genuine self like of compromising who am i versus like the new change of me wow exactly cool. exactly and you know if like there's anyone out there who's struggling with this right now where they know that by pursuing something that brings them joy something that fulfills them in some way would mean that they have to lose a relationship or several relationships mm -hmm. you know just remember that like just because you lose one thing doesn't mean you lose everything yeah. chances are it's necessary for you to lose something in order to gain something else mm. because like as much as we are spiritual beings we still have a finite amount of energy that we can like expend so we can't have everything we can't have too much you know as human beings we need balance in our lives and so sometimes you have to let go of those relationships that no longer serve you those relationships that no longer fit who you are it doesn't mean you have to get rid of them completely you can still keep in touch and everything but you know even when you're afraid if you are willing to have the courage to 
follow your inner longing, then you're going to see exactly what you're made of. You're going to see how much more the world just opens up for you. It's like, it's kind of similar to like starting a business or making a career change to mm. something that you actually love. It's terrifying when you do it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Any change is terrifying when you do it in the beginning. But over time, as you commit to it and you stick to it, you start to see that you are so much happier, even though you don't have the things that you used to have or you're not around the same people you used to be around. But you, you have so much more now and you have less need for other people's approval. Wow. That's beautiful. I really value like you just like accepting my friendship on Facebook. And like, you know, just conversating or talking with me online when I would just send you random messages as a stranger. And then like even being here and having this, you know, time to talk to me on like some real stuff that I was going through. And it just built up to this connection. Like I value all my connections and, you know, like the things that I've lost until like the things that I found now like this. And I mean, in February, that's when I built my podcast and. Like, I started just talking about me, but now it's like, I want to reach out and just say, hear other people. And that's why I'm tapping in also it, with you to hear, like, the services that you provide, which is like yoga instructing and also just self-love coaching. Um, how can folks, I mean, like, I'm going to put it on the Anchor app and like your link as well as, uh, yeah, this podcast. Um, how can, or like, yeah, what services do you provide in um your your like self-love and yoga teaching yeah so basically right now i have fused both of them together so it used to be just coaching or just private yoga instruction but i have lumped it all into one eight-week program that i offer mm -hmm. where i work with you one-on-one -on, -one on whatever it is that you're struggling with most of us our problems are linked to self-love including our career issues mm. including not being able to get promoted a lot of this is all linked back to how much we value and care about ourselves mm. and so depending on what your struggle is i use the concepts of yoga i also use strategic intervention to help you understand what the real problem is in your life help you break those toxic cycles that you have going rampant in your life break negative patterns that you have habitually and also in your cognitive cognitive thinking as well and just overall help you heal what's going on within you heal what's ever in your past so you can finally start building the future you want and it's it includes yoga it also includes just one-on-one -on -one coaching with me a private facebook group that basically anyone can join whether or not you join the program and i also have a youtube channel where you know i I haven't been on my YouTube channel for a while now because there's a lot of stuff that is on my plate that I have to deal with first. But mm -hmm. basically, I have free content in my private fa private Facebook group and my YouTube channel if anyone wants to check that out, too. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's going on into 27 minutes, and I just really want to thank you for the time that you provided me with. Um, is there anything else that you want to, like, add? Also, like, yeah, like, actually, I have this question before um, anything is, like, how did you get to this point in time of, like, finding ways to stop the patterns for other folks? Like, was it something that you found in within yourself before wanting to do it for, or help others? 
Yeah, I think that this has been something that this has been a calling for me since I was a child. Oh. You know, I used to think that like I wanted to be like a performer and all that stuff, but then like it was very early on in elementary school when I realized that what I really loved to do was just talk to people about their problems and give advice and all that stuff. But that was a calling that I never really tapped into up until I was like maybe God, when did I start teaching yoga? Like three years ago. So maybe like 26, when mm. I was 26, 27, when I started to like actually listen to that calling and start following that calling. And, you know, it's been a rough journey learning how to be like self-employed and being your own business person. Yeah. But my God, I will, I would not choose any other path other than this. Mm. Yeah, and it, it took me, like, going through my own personal journey with, like, toxic friendships, yeah. toxic romantic relationships, mm. and, like, having a very strong ego to the point where I was blinded to um, the truth of my situations, which kept me in my problems even longer. And it took me um, having a situation where, like, it really broke me down in a way where I had no choice but to face the fact that I did not value myself. Hmm. And that was very, that was like part of my identity too. Like I identified myself as a person who loved herself and prided myself on being like a high value woman and all these things. Yeah. And w when like this particular situation happened to me, like it really broke me down to realize the fact that those things are true, but they're not true right now. Because if they were true, then I wouldn't be engaging with certain people. I wouldn't be giving my time to certain people. I wouldn't be putting up with certain behaviors. And it opened my eyes to a lot of the problems that I had, the victim mentality that I had, even though I was like so like proud, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I wish that it's been a while. So like, I wish that I can really like verbalize the exact thing that I had to realize that was because it was a very soul crushing experience for me to to realize all the things that I've sacrificed, all the boundaries that I didn't keep, mm. all the promises to myself that I didn't keep, all the expectations of myself that I didn't meet and my feelings of personal failure and hopelessness and powerlessness, you know, and it took me to have to face all the things that I truly hated about myself because I had been running away from facing those things for most of my life. And when I finally took the time to like acknowledge it, sit with the pain and the discomfort and the shame of it all, you know, that was when I finally came out of that situation knowing exactly what I needed to be the person that I can be proud of and actually know how to love myself. And I, I realized mm -hmm. that, and you know, that all came from my, my yoga journey, actually my yoga teacher journey specifically. And I learned from that, the value of coaching really, because, you know, a lot of us, we spend years and hours consuming a lot of, um, motivation, motivational content mm -hmm. and self teaching. And it does, like, it does take you somewhere, you know. I'm not saying that it doesn't work. It does work, depending on how you do it. If you're just, like, 
if you're just like a motivational porn junkie kind of person who just like consumes it to get that extra boost, but you don't really do much afterwards, then it's not going to do anything for you. But the value of having a coach of like being a part of a program that actually like helps you systematically understand what your problem is, help you safely face those things that you're afraid to face. You know, it saves you so much time and so much energy what could have taken you 10 years is reduced down to like maybe like at least, well, yeah, at least a year you build that foundation and then like you can start to really, really grow from that versus you trying to like figure it out blindly for the rest of your life, which is basically what I had been doing for like about 10 years of my life, just blindly trying to figure it out and literally getting nowhere. Yo, that is sick. So it's like that yoga journey brought that self-discovery of your own self-love and how to talk about your boundaries or speak your boundaries that you were oh that was like not there before it sounds like yeah yeah because like one of the things that i had problems with was the fact that i i i couldn't say no to certain things Mm. right because one of the things that a lot of us who have boundary issues who are too nice right a lot of times we think that if we say no, ultimately that means that we won't get people's approval, people won't like us, and that we won't be loved. That's the core of that fear, is that we won't be loved. And I didn't realize that I had that fear because like, I was this like big flaming Leo who <laughs> the entire world revolved around me. So like, I, I wasn't in touch with that actual fear that I truly had, which was that if I don't say no to... If I say no to certain things, even if it means that I'm allowing disrespect, I'm allowing emotional abuse and all that stuff, that it ultimately means I won't be loved. Well, the truth is, is that if you don't have boundaries, then you won't be loved. That is actually the ultimate truth. Yo, like what you just said resonated with me because me being like 29, I only realized that on like when I started saying no and then people were like projecting off me saying no like yo my homie was just like hey you gonna come to my birthday I was like yeah and then I was just like oh hold up I'm not feeling right right now like this was like four days before I'm like I'm feeling really sad and if I'm there where it's like high energy I I don't want to bring down your party like party pooping and then they're just like oh what 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 you know what 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 this what what that and um it wasn't till later they told me what was going on with them. Like, oh, I planned a lot. And it was actually, like, it was okay. But it would have been... They didn't even say, like, oh, I wish you were there or whatever. It was just, like, oh, it didn't matter what you were feeling. You know, you just should have been there. So, type of thing. I feel. Like, I get that people-pleasing thing now. And I'm glad that I'm part of your group that you accepted me to your Facebook. Because, like, the... The thing about self-love, I see it and like I get to we get to all post things about, you know, us being mindful for like the things that we're doing and also like as a group to keep each other up as well as look at that systematic thing that you were expressing of like it's not just motivation, motivation, but also looking at why we feel in the type of way that we feel. That's dope. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. (laughs) I appreciate you and all your time, um, everything that you shared with me. And yeah, I, I, I look forward to continuing to connect and as well as uh, being in that group with you. I'll send you 
um, this podcast. And any last tips or like last things that you want to put out there before we end our podcast? Um, no, not really. Um, if anyone has any personal questions for me, I'll be more than happy to answer them. Um, should I provide you with my email or like, how do you, how, oh, how would that work? You can text me it and then, then I'll post it on the link on the Anchor app or the, the podcast that we do. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll cool. do that. So if anyone has any questions at all, if you want to have like an opinion from someone who like, isn't biased towards any which way or doesn't already have like an opinion of you that would ultimately be biased, you know, feel free to reach out to me and just like ask me whatever. And I'm here for you. Cool. Thank you so much. I totally appreciate you. This is Claire from Ferox Yoga. Did I say that correctly? Ferox Yoga? Yes. All right. Remember, yeah. this is the last three things that I always say is continue to self-express, inspire, and empower yourself and others. Thank you, Claire, for being here in this 4th of July weekend. Thanks, Cherry. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.